flame, pushing through and transforming even when you feel like a pile of ash. This podcast is not intended for use as psychotherapy. If you feel you are in crisis, please call 911 or contact your local crisis hotline. Hey there. I would like to make a quick announcement about my interview series, You're Not Alone. Those interviews will be interspersed between my regular episodes as I have the interviews available to upload. So today, I will refer you to my regular episode. Thanks. Welcome to Phoenix and Flame. I'm Dana, and this is my podcast on pushing through and transforming even when you feel like a pile of ash. If you are a returning listener, then I'm so glad we're back together again, and I hope there's something that's going to be said in this episode that will be uplifting and helpful to you. If this is the first time that you have listened to my podcast, then I'm so glad that you joined us. And again, I hope that I'm able to say something in this episode that will meet you where you are in your life and provide you some support. Now, recently, I found myself in a conversation where an intriguing concept called the Martha syndrome was mentioned. So I looked it up. Now, this syndrome was named for Martha of Bethany, as it's described in the Bible. It happens to be in the 10th chapter of Luke, verses 38 through 42. Now, since I was raised a Christian, I happen to know this story. And I actually, interestingly enough, had some aunts who were twins, and their names were Martha and Mary. <laughs> so anyway, I'll just go ahead and just read this story. I could just tell it to you, but I probably can't do it as much justice as the actual scripture can. So I'll just read you from uh, the New International Version of the Bible. It says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. Now, she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. (laughs) You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. I've always loved this particular story because it's so relatable. Now, the way the syndrome has kind of been broken down, it's broken down into two parts. One, the need to be continually busy, and two, anxiety about getting everything done. Now, those are two different things. Now, since I hear these areas of distress regularly in my practice, I wanted to take some time and sort of flesh out each one of these concerns. Now, I'll cover the first one in this episode and the second one in my next episode. 
So number one, the need to be continually busy. Do you or someone you know fit this category? Have you ever stopped to wonder why you are driven to stay constantly busy? Now, I'm not talking about, you know, being industrious or hardworking. That's not what we're talking about here. I'm talking about the folks that are scared to stop moving. So naturally, my question is, well, that's curious. Why is that? Now, what I've discovered from having conversations with lots of different people is that some are running from their own thoughts and feelings. Now, there are unprocessed thoughts and feelings waiting for them in the dark corners of their minds, and they want no part of it. Now, for those who have listened to my episode on avoidance, it's called Pink Elephants in the Room, The High Cost of Avoidance. You know that avoidance is not a healthy long-term solution. Now, short-term, no problem. You know, we all need to avoid things temporarily just to kind of get away from it and all that kind of thing. We're talking long-term. Now, I'm going to do a little sidebar here. There are issues that I call boomerang issues. Now, these are the ones that you repeatedly try to flick away, and they just keep coming back, and usually in the form of intrusive thoughts. Now, these are the issues that need to be faced and felt and processed, which is what the perpetually kinetic person may be trying to avoid. The consequences for avoiding boomerang issues are not pleasant. You can refer back to the episode that I mentioned earlier about pink elephants for more information on long-term consequences of avoidance. You know, as I was thinking about the Martha syndrome and, and this part of it in terms of needing to stay continually busy and why it is that there are some of us that cannot allow ourselves to slow down. An African proverb came to my mind that says, you can outrun whatever is running after you, but not what is running inside you. You can't outrun something that's inside of you. I'll take a moment to point out a lot of times, no, not every time, okay, but a lot of times people that are into and in the grips of addictions, sometimes this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to run away from something that's actually inside themselves. You gotta, as I'm talking about this, a memory is coming back from a movie. I don't know if it was Friday the 13th or Halloween or it was one of those horror movies from the 80s, one of the iconic ones. Anyway, there was a babysitter, and I'm sure there's going to be probably not a few listeners who know exactly what I'm talking about, Um, but there was a babysitter who was in the house, and she got this really scary phone call, 
And so she called the police and said, can you please, like, help me out and track this, you know, the origin of this phone call because this is scaring me. And they called her back, and they said, the caller is coming from inside the house. (laughs) It's like, oh, my gosh. I remember watching that movie when they said that my heart was pounding out of my chest. You you should have seen the look on her face because at that moment you realize that whoever that scary person is that made that phone call is actually under the roof with you. They're in the home with you somewhere. That is terrifying. But that is what some people feel that have to be just consistently and somewhat constantly kinetic. Moving, 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 doing, doing, doing. They won't allow themselves to slow down because... They are trying to run away from this thing that is inside themselves. You can't do that. It doesn't work. I know because I've talked to people that avoid therapy because they know that if they come to therapy, then they're going to have to face whatever that is. And it scares them to death. And understandably so. I don't judge that. You know, if somebody's scared to come to therapy, I get it. You know, everybody has on their own path. I've said that a lot, lots and lots of times. You know, there might be some people, when we think about why someone is just continually busy, continually busy, there's some that may be constantly on the move because they'll feel guilty if there's something to do and they aren't trying to get it done. Now, These folks seem to feel lazy if they take a break and they become overcome with guilt. Just very burdensome, overwhelming guilt. And this typically happens when someone has chained their self-worth to productivity. So they feel like that if they're not constantly being productive then they're not worth anything. That they go straight from, I'm either going Mach 2 with my hair on fire, being productive, or I'm worth nothing. They, get, they hop from white to black, white to black. There's nothing in the middle. Another factor in this pattern is people-pleasing, which I've mentioned before. And someone who is a, in a people-pleasing pattern say that five times fast, (laughs) they very badly need accolades from other people for a, quote, job well done, end quote. Even if it did give them an ulcer and put them in the fast lane for a heart attack, they just need someone else to acknowledge and to say they are something they didn't get possibly when they were growing up. And again, chaining that productivity to their self-worth and needing someone else to come along and say, you know, good job and needing that a lot. I mean, we all need that to a certain degree. Let's just be honest, okay? We all enjoy somebody patting us on the back and saying, you did a really good job with that. I mean, that feels wonderful. But if there's... A listener, if there's somebody out there that feels like if you're not getting that constantly or regularly, then you're not worth anything. 
then that's a problem because then you've chained your self-worth to someone else's opinion. And that's a boundary issue, which I said last time, I don't think I can get through an episode without bringing up boundaries, (laughs) but that's true. Another consequence of this need to be perpetually busy are shallow relationships. I mean, to have deep, meaningful relationships, we need to slow down and spend time listening and focusing on the other person. Now, this is virtually impossible if you have to be going Mach 2 with your hair on fire. You can't slow down. The other person doesn't feel important to you. If you happen to be one of these individuals that just has to stay constantly busy, constantly on the move, think about the other people in your life. How do they feel connected to you? If you're constantly working on some task, have to be constantly getting something done, can't ever slow down, can't ever sit on the couch and watch a, a show with the other person or sit down and, and listen in a conversation. I don't know about you, but I've had a few conversations with these types of people that are caught in this trap of having to be constantly busy. I'm not one of these people, I will say. Um, <laughs> that's for, for good or for bad. I don't know. I could argue either way. But I'm not. I don't have to be constantly busy. But I have had relationships with a few people along the way that have. And I notice when I sit down with them and I'm trying to maybe discuss something that's important to me, They are constantly fidgeting around. Their bodies don't stop moving, and they can't hardly sit down and make eye contact with me. They're just getting up, sitting down, getting up, sitting down. They're walking around, walking around. Sometimes they literally will walk out of the room. Now, I'm not, I can understand possibly somebody walking out of the room if I've been just going on and on and on and on ad nauseum on a topic. But even then, they should have said, you know, I've had, I've had kind of enough of this conversation. Can we continue it on some other day? I'm, I'm at my max level. Then I'd say, oh, okay, okay, I got it. And we'd continue it another day. But literally, walking out of the room. I mean, what? But there are some individuals, they just can't stop thinking. They can't stop moving. They can't stop doing something. Those individuals, it, it's very hard for them to sit down. I mean, From the person on the other side, like I was explaining from my position, I felt like I wasn't being heard. I felt like what I was saying was not important to that person. Now, whether it was or it wasn't, I don't know because I can't read minds. Yeah, if I could read minds, I'd be in Vegas. I'm just saying. Okay. But see, I can't read minds, so all I can go on is a behavior. And I can say that for all of us. We can't read each other's minds. Other people can't read your mind. So all they can go on really is how you behave. So I'm sitting there trying to have a conversation about something that matters to me with someone who won't sit down, who won't sit and look me in the eyes, and who really their mind is constantly moving, moving, moving on all these things that are in their head that I secretly suspect that they're not even listening to what I'm saying. That I could like just start talking in in Spanish and they wouldn't even hardly notice. Do you see how that kind of thing can really impact relationships? There's something 
to be said for emotional vulnerability. Um, it's sort of a requirement for a strong, deep, healthy relationship. And it's hard to be emotionally vulnerable to someone whose behavior seems to indicate that they don't really care what you're saying. Now, they might care a lot, but if they can't get over this need to be constantly busy, constantly busy, constantly busy, enough to sit down and listen and engage in a moment of emotional vulnerability, then that's going to impact relationships. I'm just saying, so that's another consequence of that need to be constantly busy. So if you are going 100 miles an hour as an avoidance strategy because you're afraid of your thoughts and your feelings that might ambush you when you slow down, and you're tired of the consequences that we've mentioned today, then get some help. If you're using productivity to feel worthy, to access praise, or fend off guilt at the expense of your emotional and physical health, then get help. Maybe you want to reach out to a friend or You know, maybe you just want to find a therapist. Like I've said before, I know I'm biased because I'm a therapist, but it's a super wonderful place to go because it's totally confidential. Nobody in your life is going to know anything that you say in that room. And it's supposed to be non-judgmental where you can, it's safe for you to just admit and talk about all kinds of stuff. You will not be judged. The role of the therapist is to receive you in a non-judgmental way so that you can feel free to talk about your stuff and the therapist will help you find a place where maybe you can still be productive, you can still be a hard worker, but you don't have to be dependent on this constant busyness, this constant need to be kinetic because that will cause you problems in your life. And it's not necessary. There's enough problems that we have in our life that we can't really control. I mean, these things that are in our control, I mean, my gosh, you know, I mean, to me, it's just, it's just logic. Go get help. You don't have to be experiencing these consequences. You can address these issues. So if you have heard something in this episode today, that has touched you, that has meant something to you, or you feel like could be meaningful to someone that you know, then please spread the word. You know, tell your friends, tell your family, share it on some of your social media platforms. If you want, you can go to the website, phoenixandflame.com, and contact me if you want to leave a comment, a question, if there's an episode topic that you would like to hear me uh, do, then you can leave that as well. So this is Dana, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.